Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Uh, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. And before we go any further, uh, Justin, man, I am so excited to be shooting a, a regular episode in our newly designed and refashioned farmhouse studio. So here's a big shout out to uh, the company that helped to underwrite this. It's uh, my new company, Payrock Processing. Look, if, if you're, I always say keep money in the family, right? If, if you're looking for a, a competitive, uh, hand-holding customer service type of a company to help you manage your credit card processing for your business, uh, give me a call. I know a couple people who can do that for you. Also, big shout out to the guy, uh, the company that uh, helped to redesign the studio. Uh, that is uh, Delo Studio Designs. So uh, big thanks to Payrock. Big thanks to Delo Studio Designs. And before we go any further, um, of course, I want to thank my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, we always want to thank Larry and Sandy. We want to thank our technical producer, who is Justin, uh, creative producer, who is Esther, and, of course, the house manager, Danielle. <clears throat> Give me one second to clear that up. <laughs> So let me introduce to you, this is uh, the, f the first episode, first, first recorded episode of season two of a 316 podcast talking with uh, my good friend, Marty. Uh, <clears throat> let me do a little introduction first. Now, Marty, now this is, this is, we always want to be honest and truthful about, about who we are. Um, I met Marty at church. Back when uh, I was director of drama and theater ministries, that's correct. Now I don't I don't remember exactly how we met. I do. I don't remember if it was drama team or if it was that Christmas Christmas thing we did. Do, do you Do you remember how we actually first like met? I, I do. My wife and I started going 
to, to Faith Church yeah. up in up in Dyer, and I saw in the bulletin or the program that you guys had a drama team. Yeah, and that's always been a a, a passion of mine. Yeah, so you, I mean, you you had done some acting, right? Yes, you know, yes. with the the Beecher Village right. players or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. okay, yeah. So I told my wife, I said, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to try out for this." So I, not, I remember, like it was yesterday, I, I I show up. I had to fill out a, a yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, we want to know who you are. Yeah. Okay, um, got interviewed <laughs> by you and Esther, yeah, that's awesome. and then um, <laughs> and then I want to remember an hour and a half of improv. Yeah, yeah. So we just threw you right at it. Just I had never improved in my life, yeah. and. So I, I, I'm walking out to church, and I called my wife, and I said, hey, I'm on my way home. She goes, hey, how'd it go? And I said, i got to be honest <laughs> I, with you, I don't I know. I have no idea. Right? I have no idea. And two right. weeks later, you guys called me. But awesome. you had some, You and I had something in common at that point. Well, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let's keep it above the line. What 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 were we doing back then? We had both been in Bye Bye Birdie, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, yes. Uh, at one time in my life, now a lot of people don't know this because this is one of my secrets, it's not something that I talk about a lot, but I I did accidentally play the part of Conrad Birdie in Bye Bye Birdie, and uh, and you you were in Bye Bye. I don't remember these things. I, I was a sophomore in high school. My wife and I were dating. We said, uh, hey, this would be a good way to you know be in the course, to, to, yeah. spend more time with Date, each other. Yeah, yeah. And the guy that was playing Conrad Birdie um, had a job transfer, so the director looked at me and said, Marty, you're it. That's all. That's see, that's so funny because that's the almost the exact same story I had. Okay. Like I. So I auditioned, uh, this is not talking with me, but just let's get this out there. So I auditioned for uh, a musical in a, a little, little town, and um, I was cast as the part of Hugo, I think it oh, was, yeah. right? Uh, right? Kimberly's boyfriend, right? right, that right. She, so Kimberly leaves Hugo to go try and date Conrad Birdie, right? So uh, I played the part of Hugo, and, the, and then the guy who was like an Elvis impersonator, the, the guy who played um, Birdie, he got a job transfer or whatever. He, he had to move out of the state or I don't wow. know what he was doing. And and uh, probably a month into rehearsals with about a month left, they said, Clayton, you've got to play Conrad Bernie. It right. was probably one of the worst acting jobs I've ever done. <laughs> and I apologize to to that company that I did that with it, it, it was it was it was brutal. but they had to do what they had to do they had to do what they had to do and so you had a you had a good experience playing Conrad, I did and Conrad. Um, you know I I. Um, I, I caught the thrill of being in theater. So yeah, so 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 like any good addict, right? Right. You you get that theater bug, and for most of us, it never leaves. Right. You're just always trying to find uh, find that next high, right? Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's 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 start over. Let's let's start being what Marty. What's life like today? What are you doing these days? Life is great. I work at um, a huge manufacturing yeah. company of um, of. Um, we're a food food manufacturing. Yeah, okay. So so you work in the food manufacturing right. industry, right? Yeah, and um, but I I'm working in the parts department. Uh-huh. Okay. What, what, parts for what? Like the like the, the all the maintenance parts. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, it wasn't organized, and they needed somebody to organize it. Yeah. So now I'm organizing everything. Uh-huh. I'm logging it into a computer so that you know we know exactly what we have and when's a time, good time to order it. And somebody comes and says, Marty, I need part number such and such. Yeah. I know where it's at. Okay. So. So you're the guy standing behind the parts counter. Exactly. And, and I'm in the parts cage. Yeah, the cage. Yeah, the, the Marty cage. Yeah, yeah. the Marty cage. Yeah. Uh, and you're married. I am forty. Just celebrate our forty fourth wedding anniversary. Forty fourth wedding anniversary. You I don't. Know. You don't look a day over fifty. 
Thank so, you. <laughs> so you were so you you got married young. Yeah, we got married. We were both twenty years old. Now, this is your your. I was say I was gonna say this is your first marriage, but as far as you're concerned, this is going to be your only marriage. Probably. Uh, you, you you met. It sounds like you met your your wife, your girlfriend in high yeah. school. Yeah, fifth grade band actually. Fifth grade band. <laughs> Uh, and did, did you chase her for a while or did, did she fall madly in love with Marty first, first time you, you blew the tuba? What is I'm it? not sure. I almost blew it like four times yeah, in high school. Did, yeah. So she was chasing me, I think. She, she just kept chasing you. Right, down. right. So you're still married. Yes. And, uh, a couple kids, grandkids. What's, what's life like for you today? It's fantastic. We have a, a son and a daughter and mm-hmm. seven grandchildren. Seven grandchildren. Seven grandchildren, yes. It all started... Right there yep. in fifth grade, grade band. band yeah. right. So you're gainfully employed, you're married, you got a couple kids, you got a couple uh, seven seven grandkids. Right, right. Uh, take me back to the beginning. You are born and raised, bred uh, rural Illinois? Uh, yes, in Beecher, Illinois. Okay, so you're just born and raised Beecher, yep. still live in Beecher. Yep. You're just a good old Beecher kid. Yeah, I went to um, yeah, Zion, you know, parochial uh-huh. um, elementary school and... Yep. And uh, went to Beecher High School, went to Joliet Junior College for a couple of years, uh-huh. um, associate's degree in accounting, uh-huh. and then basically started working at the bank right away. So you, 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 life was good, was normal. You had normal parents, yep, right? Absolutely, I mean, uh, good people, nothing, good people, nothing right. terrible. God, or God-fearing people, nothing you know. scandalous. No, uh, wasn't wasn't weird. Uh, your your girlfriend kind of. Uh, again, just a normal homegrown hometown girl. Absolutely. Uh, started dating in fifth grade. Well, not quite, but uh, yeah. you met in fifth we met grade. In fifth grade, right? Uh, when when could when did you actually say you were my girlfriend? Was that the probably freshman f- f- sixth grade freshman yeah. year? Freshman. Yeah, freshman year. So it took four years or so, right, uh, f- to convince her to uh, to make this public. Right. Yeah. Right. Beecher High School. Yes. Uh, Joliet Junior College. Correct. Uh, a couple of years associate's degree, and then you started working at you started working in the finance industry, right? Uh, banker, just you were a teller. I uh, started out as a teller, uh-huh. and um, you know, I had worked my way up. You know, there were promotions involved, and um, worked my way all the way up to senior vice president and a member of the board of directors. Senior vice president and board of directors. Now, now let's 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 not jump ahead too too big, but that sounds like a pretty impressive title. Yeah, there's a lot of impressive titles. In <laughs> it's it's not, not that big of a deal, <laughs> but it sounds like a big deal. Right. So uh, you, you get married, and things are good. You're madly in love, and you guys start having kids right away? Or do you do you wait five years? We actually waited uh, five years. We were you know both 25 when we had our, our first mm-hmm. child, a son. And then um, a couple years later, our daughter came along. Yeah. So. And it was a perfect little family. It was. Just Marty and his wife and two kids, one boy, one girl. They, they don't make any other kinds, do they? So no. you're like, well, we'll stop there. My wife always wanted a third, and I said, uh, Yeah, you don't got yeah, one of each. And you raised them in Beecher, and they went to the same we did. schools you went to? They did. They did. Beecher um, High School had the same teachers, had yeah. some of the same coaches. So life just kind of meandered along. It was peaceful and uh, good. Right. Um, you were a church-going family? Absolutely. Uh, we went to Zion and Beecher, and then we went to um, – I, I did a lot of coaching. Oh, yeah, coaching what? Kids. Uh, basketball, uh-huh. baseball, and then when my daughter got old enough, it was softball, and then I ended up doing a lot of coaching mm-hmm. of the high school team, junior high and high school team, okay. later on. So you're busy with extracurricular things. Right. So you're working – 
have a family, extracurricular stuff, uh, no real big problems with your kids? No. I mean, nobody turned out to be drug addicts or no. No. Uh, goth kids. No offense to the goth kids out there. We <laughs> love you all. But they weren't. They just weren't that. They no. were athletic and right. good at school. Had, had, they had a lot of good friends. Yeah, good friends. Good it, friends. It, yeah, friends. friends. So, so here's, here's the lesson to all you guys. Uh, you, you are who your friends are, right? I mean, you just kind of become who your friends are. You know, I've had, I've had people back then say, you know, your kids really turned out, well, what do you, you know, what's the secret? And I said, I know you can't do this, but if you can pick your children's friends, that's half the battle. Yeah, just keep steering them right, in, right. In, in the right direction. Right. Somewhere along the line, though, I mean, you, you, for some reason, you changed churches or you just wanted something new or something different. How did, how did that come about? Um, I had a good friend who said, um, just out of the blue one day, said, Marty, why don't you come up to Faith Church? Okay. And um, I said, no, we're, we're good. Okay. Well, what I didn't realize at the time was I was good, but my wife wasn't getting a whole lot out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing against. No, no right. Just, church, uh, but diff- just different was, people fit in different places. So right? about six weeks later, he asked me again. I said, no, we're good. So um, finally, about two months later, he said, why don't you come up with me and my wife? We'll buy you breakfast after service. I'm <laughs> like, telling you, you're going to like it. Right. I said, we're in. All right, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you said breakfast. I'm yeah. going. So we're walking out, and uh, we're halfway. You know how Faith's got the long sidewalk to the parking lot. We're halfway down the the stairs and and uh, my wife says you do know we're coming back here. Oh really? Yeah. So so she turned first. Right. Yeah. She turned first. Um, and just be, being um, ingrained in that community was life changing. Yeah, it was. I caught some heat uh, for, from for, some for, people. From your old community, right? But, right no, right. from my old community. But um, and uh, you know, I had to go talk to my parents. I mean, uh-huh. you know, here I am. Yeah, I just said, hey, you know, we're leaving the church. And my mom, in her infinite wisdom, said, if that's the direction the Lord's taking you, you have to go. Yeah, and do you feel that that is the direction the Lord took you in? Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't like Marty and his wife made this decision. You right. you felt comfortable. You felt like to move. So 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 here's the thing, Marty. It it it, it may be. That's one of the reasons why you got some heat. Uh, I, I'm assuming you were young 40s at the time, mid 40s. Right, right. Up until that point, you pretty much did everything that was already done, right? I mean, right, you, right, right. You, you married the cute blonde from fifth grade, right? <laughs> right you had right. two great kids. You got a great uh, job, and you got great friends, and you're doing this this thing. This is the first time that you stepped out. Of your community, yeah, definitely, and you, you and it were, wasn't even my idea, you know. Yeah, your people didn't really understand it, maybe. Huh? Right, right. But at the same time, I fell in love with it too. I mean, it, it was life changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I say I say same message, just a different presentation. Yeah. A lot of it, but it, it was it was amazing. And as we'll talk later, there was a reason. That. Well, you know, as you sit, as you sit here today, I mean, there's there's reason for everything, right? right. I mean, and and, and here's the, the crazy thing about about hindsight, right? We we, we know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I mean, we we know we have perfect vision when we look backwards and we see the mistakes, we see the successes, we see the people, we see all that coming and going, uh, and and we see how it makes sense or why it makes sense a year, five, twenty years later, or whatever, right? Uh, I, I mean, when you when you look at your life and you look at uh, you know your kids and your grandkids, that was preordained, right, or predestined. Right. And, and who would have thought in fifth grade, right, that that 
You know, right. that cute little yeah. fifth grade girl playing the flute was, you know, the grandmother of your grandkids. Right. I mean, yeah, who would have thought? All that? that makes sense now. Right. But back then, you know, you weren't thinking of grandkids. No, not at all. So what drew you to the life change of, of, of making maybe the first decision to, to make a change outside of your community? Well, I, I just think, you know, it was it was my friend who, you know, kept asking me, and I give him credit for that because after the first no, he could have just let it go. But um, I, I guess I just kind of did it initially to appease him. But then when I found out how how – it changed my wife in such a yeah. short period of time when it came to the faith. Yeah. Now you said you said something. You, you just said something very interesting. You you did something to appease him, right? Um, do do you do you kind of consider yourself a people pleaser or somebody to not rock the boat? Or if a friend asks you to do something, more than likely you're going to do that thing. One of my biggest flaws is. Not so much anymore, but I, it was so important for me to please everybody. Yeah, and it because you're it one doesn't of the, work. Yeah, because uh, you know I've known you for a while. We've 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 done a lot of theater work together, and, and oftentimes doing theater work, you you get kind of you get into intimate conversations. You you really get to know people uh, pretty well, and and especially uh, what we did was always ensemble building. Right. Uh, you are one of the nicest guys I know. Right. Thank you. You. Uh, I don't think you've ever said no. Do anything I've asked you to do, uh, even coming here today. Uh, I don't know that you're a, a shy or secret or quiet guy, but I know that this is not something that that you well you've never done this before, right? Right. And so this is a leap of faith or a step out, right, for you. Right. And so I don't know if that's a character flaw or not. I, I know sometimes, uh, sometimes it is a character flaw to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. or. To not how to not know how to put up appropriate boundaries, uh, or or whatever that looks like. Right. In this case, it, it worked in your favor. Correct. Because you got you 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 wanted to make a friend happy, and in so doing, God called you to right. a new church community. Right. What yeah. are what are some of the the um, lessons or things or 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 successes maybe or benefits of, of going to a new church for you in this case? I, we just were amazed by, quite frankly, how friendly everybody was. Yeah. How everybody was drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, gen, gen, yeah. How they really, really came across as really caring for us. Mm-hmm. And, and and this this were f- f- pretty much a new community. It's a brand new community. I mean, you you may have recognized right. one or two people, but for the most part, right, this was new people. And that's why we felt it was so important to get involved in some things. You know, p- you know, people say, people said to me, "What do you join a new a big church like that? Yeah. You don't know anybody." Yeah, it and was a big church, and it's bigger now. But back then, uh, it was one campus. One campus. And, all five thousand people are going to that one campus, right? And but you know what? You get you get involved with things. I got involved with the drama group. My yep. wife got involved, helped decorating yeah. the stage set on a design. regular basis, set design. Yep. And um, all of a sudden, it shrinks. Yes, it shrinks. And um, all of a sudden, you're you're part of a small group, which we had never been introduced to a small group before. Yep. And that those are the type of things that it, it just kept changing us and changing us and changing us. Before you know it, we're out there. We're out there telling people, hey, why don't you come to church with us this Sunday? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. because you, you feel a life change. Right. Um, so are your, are your kids going, or were they grown and out of the house already by then? Oh, no, they were. They, you know, not long because they were off to college and everything, yeah. but they came with us, you know, when we started going. When but, they were in town, they would go with you. Right. Otherwise, they, they kept right. going. And what we, what we love now, what we love to see is, you know, they've picked churches. Yeah, their that, church. That they, yeah, their church. Yeah, they have their own church. They have their own yeah, church. Because, and, and it... it has a tendency to be kind of like the same, yeah. But it's it's great to see them, yeah, going with their family. So you made a big change in your life. Uh, some people might think this is this is nothing. This is no big deal. But for for a kid like you, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm assuming you you live close to where you grew up. Oh yeah, a, I mean a block, two three minutes away. Yeah. So fi- finally, for the first time in your 40s, you made a change. Right, big change. Big change. Uh, and it and it and it was a good change. But you you worked in this bank, uh, and you worked your way up, right? From uh, teller to uh, now now you're you you've been doing some work with me, so, some doing some dramas and some theater work, and uh, and you're vice president of blah 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 in in the bank, yeah, and a chairman of the board or just a board member, just or, a board member. So. Um, and then I can't, I can't remember now you, we, we kind of, the, the, the drama team, the, the theater group was, was a, was a big, small group of people that got together every Tuesday night. If we didn't have anything to work on, we got together and just worked on our life, right? We, we, right. we would improv, we would talk, we'd catch up, we'd help each other. We'd, we'd pray an awful lot. We'd laugh an awful lot. And we would just share life. It was it was a pretty incredible time as an artist and as a Christian. Uh, some of of my uh, greatest relationships came out of that season of my life, and you were one of those. It was a it was a great season of life. And and if we go back to two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight. My my math isn't always so great. Um, we had a housing or finance crash. Right in America, and you being a banker, and I think your job at the time was finances, right? Lend, lending, you 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 ran a bank, you lending, ran a branch, collecting, and that season uh, of of American economics hit the banks hard. I mean, banks. This I don't know if you guys remember, but this two thousand seven, eight, nine is when banks were collapsing. Correct. Remember to the, the the too big to fail season of of American history, right? Uh, banks were being audited; they were being closed down. There just wasn't there just wasn't the finances, the lending dollars coming in, going out to keep most uh, well a lot of banks going. Correct. And you fell into that. What was that time of life like? I don't remember the exact year, but it was right around there, wasn't it? Two thousand seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten. Yeah. The, the fir- spot on, yeah. The, the first end of, of that season of American economics in the banking industry, what, what was that like? It was tough. I mean, because one of my responsibilities was collecting loans. And, um, you know, I was I mean, just like everybody else at the bank. We were working 70, 75, 80 hours a week just trying to, you know, balance the balls. And um, So being the boss... Uh, second in command on the board, everybody's life and lifestyle and livelihood is – you felt the pressure. Absolutely. To keep all of those uh, balls in the air. Correct. Um, and, 
And because it was a small town, but growing, I mean, there was substantial growth in that area during this time, and houses were being built and businesses were being built. And these were a lot of buddies of yours, uh, high school, grade school, whatever, neighbors uh, coming to you for loans. Um, and you started to feel the pressure between bosses and employees and seeing money not coming in the door, uh, the need to get funding and lending out the door uh, and also get funding in the door. And then what to do with all the properties that were coming in. So what, what, yeah. what does that mean? Talk, talk to me about that. As an example, I mean, I experienced, you know, an individual who had an eight-unit apartment building. And he came in and said, here are the keys. So right at that moment, you become... So landlord, you, you become. So you had a mortgage, the bank mortgaged right. uh, an eight-unit apartment building, and the guy came in and said, "Look, this housing market has destroyed me and my family. I can't make the mortgage on this. I, the, all I have to do is is turn the building over to you." Yeah, here you go. And so now you, Marty, yeah. uh, second in command at this bank, uh, you're now in charge of of this of this building, yeah. and that's just one example of many at the time. Exactly. So what what were the nights like then? Going to sleep, trying to figure out. Oh, it was, it was horrible. It was a lot of sleepless nights. I, and I remember those days again. Uh, uh, Tuesday nights, you you'd come in and uh, Marty, what's going on, dude? Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, blah blah blah. Sleep, didn't sleep, didn't the thing. We tried to laugh and giggle and get you out of the mood, but we we really couldn't get you out of the mood, right? right. I mean, you were right. You were consumed with people's lives and finances. Correct. Tough time. Something happened. I, I and I don't remember. I don't remember the details of what happened. I suppose it, it probably doesn't make sense to really go too deep into the details because it really doesn't matter anymore. But something happened. Um, Two thousand eight, maybe I don't know. The, yeah. Um, yeah, your dates are spot on. I mean, <laughs> there, there was a there was a there was a federal probe into your bank. There was, um, yeah, I, um, I dealt with a situation that, you know, incorrectly. Uh, I thought with my heart instead of my brain. Um, the gentleman was going to lose his business, and I did some things that I shouldn't have done and, um, to keep him going. And, and um, before you know it, um, I was asked to resign. And... Um, so I resigned. At that time, I'd been with the bank for approximately 33 years. So you talk about a change. Yeah, no, I mean, in life. a big life change coming, right? Yeah. And um, so, you know, I went to work for, for another, not a, not a bank, but an insurance agency, actually. And all of a sudden, um, um, I was told there was somebody to see me, and it was the FBI. So hang on a second. So, so you got fired from your childhood job. Forced to resign. In <laughs> uh, a couple months later, the literal FBI is knocking at your door. Right. Okay, hang on. Well, I'm so sorry, but we do have to stop right here. This is where life gets weird. Good kid, good town, good marriage, good kids, good church, everything's good, and then life falls apart. Correct. 